Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Friday, July 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. A rebound in Google's advertising business propels revenues higher. One-day shipping costs cause Amazon to miss Wall Street's earnings estimates. Boris Johnson is already clashing with the European Union, and the European Central Bank has paved the way for a fresh package of monetary stimulus. Plus, the FT's Jude Weber explains why Latin America's missing middle economy is affecting its contribution to global growth. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Google's reported revenue beat expectations, all thanks to its advertising business. Alphabet, Google's parent company, released its second quarter earnings yesterday and reported revenue growth of 22% after adjusting for currency changes. At $38.9 billion, revenue topped Wall Street's expectations, $38.2 billion. It almost returned Alphabet to the growth it had seen at the end of last year when revenue was up 23%. The boost in revenue is up from the 19% constant currency growth in the first quarter. That had led some analysts to wonder whether Google's advertising was facing a sharper secular slowdown. Alphabet also topped profit forecasts. Earnings per share were at $14.21. That's up from $4.54 a share at the same time last year. Analysts had been betting it would be just $11.33 a share. The news prompted an 8% relief rally in Alphabet shares in aftermarket trading on Thursday. Amazon's move to one-day shipping came with some pros and some cons. The good? It reinvigorated revenue growth in the second quarter. Net income rose 3.6% to $2.6 billion. The bad news is that the service increased costs. Amazon says it spent more to speed up shipping than the $800 million the company flagged in April. Shipping costs rose 36% to $8.1 billion in the quarter, and total operating expenses jumped 21% to $60.3 billion. Earnings of $5.22 a share fell short of Wall Street's estimate of $5.88. But faster one-day deliveries also spurred more shopping. Revenue rose 20% from the same time last year, beating analyst estimates. The service is part of a push to cut shipping times in half for Amazon Prime members. The idea is that less time waiting for orders would jumpstart spending on the platform. Amazon says costs would continue to rise in the second half of 2019. The company plans to expand one-day delivery to international markets and increase the number of eligible items. Boris Johnson is already clashing with the European Union. On Thursday, the UK's new prime minister gave his first speech to members of parliament. In it, he laid down the terms for talks on a new Brexit deal, mentioning the Irish backstop developed by his predecessor, Theresa May. If an agreement is to be reached, it must be clearly understood that the way to the deal goes by way of the abolition of the backstop. But the EU's chief Brexit negotiator, Michel Barnier, took exception to Mr. Johnson's words, saying they raised the risk of a no-deal Brexit. Mr. Barnier wrote to 27 EU member states, calling the speech combative. He wrote, quote, This is, of course, unacceptable and not within the mandate of the European Council. He also hinted that Mr. Johnson could run into parliamentary resistance to a no-deal. 
Mr. Barnier wrote that the EU was willing to work with any British idea that was compatible with the nearly 600-page existing treaty that Mrs. May agreed on with Brussels. And the European Central Bank has paved the way for fresh stimulus. On Thursday, the ECB president, Mario Draghi, signaled that the bank would cut rates and embark on a fresh round of asset purchases. Mr. Draghi pointed toward geopolitical factors in yesterday's press conference. He says the rising threat of protectionism and vulnerabilities in emerging markets is dampening sentiment in the manufacturing sector. In this environment, inflationary pressures remain muted and indicators of inflation expectations have declined. Therefore, a significant degree of monetary stimulus continues to be necessary to ensure that financial conditions remain very favorable and support the euro area expansion. Many viewed Mr. Draghi's rhetoric as a clear sign the ECB would loosen policy at its next meeting in September. It's widely expected that the U.S. Federal Reserve will cut interest rates by a quarter point at its monetary policy meeting next week. And here's a closer look at a story you should know more about. Latin America's contribution to global growth is striking compared to that of other emerging markets. This year, the contribution of emerging markets has risen, while Latin America's share of that performance has shrunk. But that wasn't always the case. Three decades ago, the region generated a third of the growth of emerging economies. So what happened? The FT's Mexico and Central America correspondent Jude Weber explains. There was a recent study by McKinsey Global Institute, and they found that growth across the region averaged 2.8% a year between 2000 and 2016. But 56 other emerging economies, excluding China, grew at 4.8%. So Latin America's really slowed down to half the growth rate of, of other emerging economies. Jude, can you explain why that is? Well, McKinsey's argument is quite compelling. They say that what's missing is two missing middles, a lack of medium-sized companies that would create jobs. At the moment, Latin America has a lot of big companies, big international companies that tend to be known as multilatinas, their international brand names. And then it has at the other end of the spectrum, it has very small informal companies that are not on the radar, that don't pay tax, that don't provide benefits for their workers. So they argue that having a solid tier of middle-sized companies would create productive jobs for people. And then at the same time, you've got a lack of a middle class that can bank on being middle class for a long time. And then that way, they would be able to earn by working for these middle-sized companies. They would have access to you know, better wages, but also more ability to save so that the two things would drive the economy. Okay, so what does this look like for people on the ground? I think there's a lot of mistrust, typically in, in Latin America, a lot of mistrust in governments. There have been lots of crises, you know, bank crises, like, for example, in Argentina in 2001, when people lost their savings. So they don't tend to trust the government. So that feeds into into the, the growth problem by meaning making sure that the government can't rely on a, a solid tax revenue or a growing an upward trajectory of tax revenues. How has this lack of a middle economy impacted its place, impacted Latin America's place in in the global economy? Well, we're seeing Latin America 
reduce its contribution to the global economy, really. The IMF this week has just revised its forecasts. For Latin America, the forecast for growth this year is just 0.6%. Its previous forecast was 1.4%. But overall, the rest of the world seems to be growing faster. The global forecast from the IMF is for growth this year of 3.2%, and that's just 0.1% below its previous estimate. So Latin America is slowing down faster than the rest of the world. Is there anything being done to boost growth? Plenty of things are, are being tried, certainly in Mexico where I am. The government is focusing its efforts on eradicating corruption because that is what President López Obrador considers to be the main drain on growth. So Mexico, has its growth has been limited by the fact that there's been just so much graft in the economy, which is a, has been a perennial problem. In other countries, you know, there have been cyclical problems. In South America, Brazil and Argentina, Chile were very reliant on the commodities boom. But boosting growth is a, is a major problem for all of these countries because it's a question of tackling low productivity, low tax collection, informality where people don't necessarily pay taxes and corruption. Is there anything that you see for the future of the region? Well, I mean, I mean I'm sitting in Mexico where uh, the debate is whether or not Mexico will be in a technical recession Argentina is facing elections and Brazil also obviously has a new government. I think crisis, which is a historical feature of Latin America's economies, I think that's definitely a given for the future. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Amy Keene and me, Mark Filipino. Our intern is Eileen Rodriguez. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. We also got help this week from Gavin Coleman. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.